a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. This is Cougar Sports Saturday. Cougar Sports Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. By Cougar fans or Cougar fans. It's Cougar Sports Saturday. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Maimonte. On your legacy home of BYU Sports. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Hour number two is off and running here on Cougar Sports Saturday. Hope you're enjoying your. BYU football bye week. We're watching a lot of college football today. That's one of the nice things about the bye weeks. You get the chance to watch some other teams around the country. LSU's been in a, in a battle with Arkansas, and Arkansas's got their backup quarterback. We saw that Arkansas team just locked and loaded offensively, but uh, given everything they can handle to the LSU, and it kind of gives a lens, Matt, into how difficult of a schedule BYU football has played this year. I think it kind of Yes, they've underperformed, but this BYU team has, has faced a tough schedule. Let's talk some more BYU football and also some BYU basketball with one of our favorite guests. He works with BYU TV. You can see him on BYU Sports Nation game day. He is Dave McCann. Dave, how are you enjoying your your rare off week in the in the football season? Well, I just had lunch with my kids, and uh, it's a blue sky with some clouds <laughs> floating above it, and it's, a, it's awesome. Uh, I wish these bye weeks – occurred in early October so the guys could rest a little bit. Uh, that's the beauty of moving on to this Big 12. I just had an article posted, in fact, just in this last hour on Deseret.com on on the, the, the days of silent Novembers at the stadium are are over because the Big 12 schedules buys in October and late September when you need them, as opposed to here today when uh, the Cougars had to go through 10 straight opponents 10 consecutive weeks no one does that no one in the big 12 did that uh it's not it's not healthy it's not natural but it is the high price to pay when you want to be an independent not named notre dame and so the fact that that's almost over is uh today's kind of a celebration dave the, the football season is not over yet but uh it, it's close i think we all think that they're going to get to bowl eligibility and then we'll see what happens at stanford when you think about this year 
like what comes to mind when you when you just think about this season from a, from a bird's eye view? Uh, kind of what we've seen in in each of the years as an independent, uh, a football team that that started healthy and and pretty good and ended just a you know a slight reflection of itself. Um, with so many guys out and uh, so many new guys in that needed to be backups for another year so that when they're starters, um, they're ready to go. And, and uh, you know, that stretch of four losses uh, really began in the fourth quarter of the Utah State game when uh, Jaron hurt his shoulder. He just wasn't the same. And then the play calling after that wasn't the same. And then you throw in the injuries that the team wasn't the same and the confidence level wasn't the same and the, the Notre Dame loss is a bad loss that's that's not a great Notre Dame team and a healthy Jaron Hall would have thrown uh, for 400 yards against them but he wasn't healthy and the reality is under those set of circumstances on that night Notre Dame was better than them but the East Carolina games another one Liberty pounded them you know Liberty's better than BYU this year and uh, Arkansas outscored them uh, even with Hall throwing for a bunch of yards uh, with a with a sore shoulder, that's another winnable game if he's healthy. Um, but you know, they, their excuses because we're looking back, going, "How did this happen?" It's not we're not making stuff up. They, the, the wins are five, and the losses are five, and and they earned all of them. But um, in those circumstances, that's what I think about. Where you're like, "Yeah, the real the real pain staker is that." Notre Dame game that that shouldn't have gone that way and had it not gone that way um you know the conversation would be completely different than the one we're having today Dave McCann's our guest and Dave uh, I'm curious what what gives you maybe you know after this this season concludes and we all expect it'll have a bowl game in December but after the season's over what gives you uh, you know reasons for optimism with BYU football going forward because uh, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty with a new league and so much maybe new. What what are some things that give you confidence about the future of BYU football? Well, there's a lot of losses coming, yeah. and and Cougar Nation is not built for that. And so that's going to be a giant adjustment. Not being in the upper half of the Big 12 right away is going to be a significant development in the lives of fans of the last five decades. But this is where they want to be. This is the future. This is the fighting chance to get better and be better each year moving forward with chances down the line at the biggest games that everyone else has a shot at, which BYU hasn't had. They've had 12 years to get ready. They're not coming out of the Mountain West like Utah had to do and just suddenly become a P5. They've had 12 years to get ready to become a P5, even though they only found out last year that it was actually going to happen. I think you'll see recruiting continue to move in the right direction. Um, BYU will expand some things. I think Kalani's the, the right guy. He'll tweak his staff a little bit, I think, moving forward. Um, I know Kalani's the right guy. I feel good about that. Um, I, I I think there's reason for optimism because the, the TV deal that was announced two weeks ago, that's the future. The future is financially sound. It's got a TV contract with Fox and ESPN, and it's got P5 opponents. That's what BYU has dreamt about for 12 years. So that's the optimism that's finally coming. The reality is it's going to come with a few lumps. But after those lumps, it's going to be really, really exciting to be competing in the upper half of that league and playing for something big in November, 
even if it's against Utah after they join the Big 12, which I'm not completely riding off down the road. But, but bigger days are ahead. These last 12 years have been fun, but we've all complained through November. Uh, and look at this one. Um, we're playing uh, Utah Tech and a bad Stanford team. Stanford, by name, livens up Thanksgiving weekend, but we haven't had those kind of weekends. We had USC last year, and most of the late Novembers have been games that we're going, what, why should we come sit in the cold and watch this? Um, those days are ending, and I think that's reason for optimism. But the reality is um, losses are coming, and BYU's going to have to build. Uh, they, they won't go in as the big dog like they did when, when, uh, when they formed the Mountain West. Uh, this is a different animal, but thank goodness. Dave McCann is our guest, play by play man for BYU TV. You were on the call uh, at the beginning of last week for BYU Hoops in that nail biter against Idaho State, and then last night, close loss against San Diego State. What are your early impressions on this year's basketball team? The pace is going to be different. The, this pace is that last night's, they got the ball, and you notice they just ran right down the floor. Sometimes, Totally out of control, but they ran down the floor. Um, I think that's going to be the style, which which is exciting. Um, I do believe once Rudy Williams settles down into his role, he's going to be a really good player for him. Uh, eight turnovers last night, way too much for your point guard. Two missed free throws, that can't happen for your for your leader down the stretch. And Foose is getting blocked on the dunk. That can't happen when it's a three-point game down the stretch. Um, but this team, like Mark Pope said, it's going to be adventure the whole time. And I think what he means is the evolution of this group being so new. Um, I, I thought after the Idaho State game, Blaine and I were talking, we thought, we're going to, they're going to go down there and get broken in half. And, uh, and they led most of the game. And I wasn't surprised that they lost. I was disappointed in how they lost. However, considering the new pieces – and the veteran pieces at San Diego State, they knew where to go for points. BYU wasn't quite sure where to go for points. Um, I think that was the difference down the, down the stretch. And the leader is yet to emerge. And if it's going to be freshman Dallin Hall, that's going to be a challenge because you don't ask freshmen to do that, especially back from their mission. He's going to be great, and he's probably capable of some of it. We've seen that in flashes in the last two, two games. But really needs to be Rudy uh, with his speed and his – playmaking ability and his ability to get to the rim I, again if it just if it just once it slows down for him um i think he's going to be the leader of the squad and, and they, they're going to win a lot of games and they're going to lose some too um but you're never quite sure and so like missouri state's tuesday you got to tune in because i'm not really quite sure what's going to happen and and that's half the beauty of sports yeah, BYU basketball will definitely keep it entertaining, and and I think what's also entertaining, you kind of touched on it a bit, was uh, is conference realignment. I, I got to ask you, Dave. You know, the the idea of Utah or some other teams going to the Big Twelve, it, it could happen. There's also been reports of talks between the Big Twelve and Gonzaga. I'm curious to get your thoughts. What what do you make of uh, the Big Twelve possibly adding, you know, maybe Gonzaga down the road? Bark Pope seems to be okay with it, even though probably make it a lot more terrifying than it already is in that league. <laughs> That's an interesting maneuver, and I know they've talked to the Pac-12, too, and they're trying to figure out, with BYU leaving, it, it does leave Gonzaga in a spot of, hey, what are we, what are we all about? Are we gonna, can we play every game on an aircraft carrier on national TV? At some point, we're going to have to go back to this league that nobody cares about. 
Um, and so I, I get why Mark Few is looking around going, there's got to be something better for us. Um, there's no better place than the Big 12 for basketball. And I, I think if they were to add Gonzaga, um, and then you look at the upper echelon of those of those teams, it's already the toughest basketball league in the country. You can, only have, you can actually have your conference tournament and name the winner the national champion. And I, there's, most leagues would not be able to argue with that. Um, I, you know, it just seems like, gosh, they don't need Gonzaga. They, they would just make it harder. So why would BYU want Gonzaga in there? At the same time, a BYU-Gonzaga travel partner would be, would be pretty cool. Um, and so I, in this posturing of how can we be bigger and stronger than everybody else, if you can add Gonzaga, you do it. You don't even think twice about it. Um, if it's somebody, if you're looking at Colorado, you don't even need to add Colorado. Why would you add Colorado? Because uh, you're going to add four or three other teams. You need four. Okay. But you're not adding Colorado because they got a football program or they're good at basketball or, you know, Utah's good at gymnastics and football. But what else would you add them to the, to the Big 12 where everyone goes, oh, good. That's, that's great for us. Same thing with Arizona State and Arizona. Um, but Gonzaga, you mentioned Gonzaga, and it's like, well, that's, that's a top-five basketball team every year. Of course, bring them in. I don't know what else they do in all their other sports, but bring them in for basketball and, and call it good. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But I think Mark, too, would, would take it in a second. Dave, last thing for you. Uh, next week, BYU-Utah Tech, final home game of the year. Uh, I believe you'll be on the call. Is that correct, Dave? Yes. We're, uh, when, when it was scheduled years ago, Blaine and I knew that that would be our assignment because we always <laughs> get the best game of the year. And so uh, uh, it's a full day on BYU TV. Then we have the Nichols State basketball game that night. So it's going to be a it's going to be a fun Damn. one. I was listening to you guys talk about all the new guys that that you're looking forward to seeing in that game. I don't think we're going to see that many new guys because um, being eight, five so, and Dave. five, <laughs> being five and five, <laughs> these Cougs are coming out to win this thing, and yeah. uh, they haven't played good enough to take time off. So I, I have a feeling that maybe in the fourth quarter, um, but. Dixie State's going to get BYU's best effort, which I wouldn't have said if if uh, BYU was already bowl eligible. I thought these Novembers were boring, and we didn't pay attention, Dave. <laughs> I'm not saying it's uh, it's a Super Bowl. I'm just saying <laughs> that uh, BYU has a chance to lock into a bowl game, which they thought you know, who'd have thought it would come down to this game, and uh, but but here it is, and uh, you know Hall is not. Hall had a good game last week. He wants to come out sharp because if he's going to go to the NFL, these are his last opportunities to see to be seen throwing the football. Same thing with Puka, and uh, you know, I, I I think we're going to see more of the regulars until it's uh, well in hand than the uh, than the than the younger guys. And to be quite honest, Dixie scoring. Or Utah Tech, sorry, scoring tons of points. They run Washington State's offense. They got the coordinator over there from Washington State, uh, Stutzman, who also beat BYU in the bowl game over there as he was calling the plays when Zach and Zach did that helicopter fumble thing at the in the end zone. So BYU should pound Utah Tech, but Utah Tech's going to score some points, and uh, and then you never know. So I, 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 I I'm not trying to sell that game as. Uh, as as one to watch, but it is the game that gets BYU bowl eligible, and you know how important that is to Kalani. That uh, had they had they already been bowl eligible, I think Utah Tech would have felt better about coming in, catching them asleep. 
BYU won't be asleep on Saturday. That's just the, the nature of how the season went. And they got one last chance to, to look good at home. And think about it, guys. It's, it's, it's three games and then the two cream puffs next September before Arkansas on the road and then nine straight P5 opponents in the Big 12. So they got five games and a lot of practice time in the offseason to get ready for the mother load so that they can't, they can't come out and mess around. Uh, time is running too short uh, for them to come out and mess around against Utah Tech. Time is definitely flying by, and we'll be following it every step of the way. And, Dave, always appreciate you hopping on with us. We'll have to do this again soon. Hey, you guys are the best. Have a great, have a great off day. Enjoy the, the last one in November for a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. You can follow Dave on Twitter, at Dave McCann TV. Thanks again to Dave McCann. You can check him out on BYU Sports Nation Game Day on BYU TV. Taking a break on the other side, we'll get some more BYU football talk here on Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by kslsports.com. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.